I'm Brandon Reed, and you're listening to Real Estate for the Rest of Us, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the world of real estate investing. I want to cut through all the industry jargon and instead serve up actionable and unintimidating information that you can use in your own real estate journey. I interview real estate professionals, and we talk about their real-life experiences. It's real simple. Now let's get into the show. In today's episode, I talk with Bernardo Charles. You know, every once in a while, I do an interview that just leaves me feeling really energized and positive. And that's exactly how I felt after talking with Bernardo. He's got such a positive energy about him, and one thing I was specifically impressed by was his ability to see every problem as a solution. Every roadblock is a chance to learn and grow. In this episode, we talk about a deal that he is right now directly in the middle of, and he shares a few of the obstacles that he's encountered and how they went from absolute deal breakers to non-issues as soon as he got creative about finding a solution. It feels like of everything you can do in real estate, that may be the most important. That when you encounter a problem, you don't use it as an excuse for lack of progress. Instead, you let it motivate you towards finding answers that get you up and over the roadblocks. Bernardo does an awesome job of showing how he's done that in his journey and showing how it's turned his potential setbacks into successful deals. I hope that in this interview, you find practical insights that you can learn from or directly apply as you continue on your own journey in real estate. And now, here's my conversation with Bernardo. All right. Hey, uh, hey guys, we have Bernardo Charles with us tonight. Bernardo, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Bernardo. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, glad we finally have the chance to at least virtually meet. I suppose that's uh, the way everybody's meeting these days. Um, but uh, we've been a part of a group together, I know, uh, just kind of a chat of local real estate investors um, that initially started from Bigger Pockets, um, which I know a lot of my listeners are familiar with. Um, but yeah, we actually haven't talked uh, yet, um, actually, like talked other than text. So it's good to finally right. meet you and have you on the show. Um, excited to have you here, man. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, that group, I know that, um, there's a lot of people now. It feels like, it feels like people really engage and. Yeah, man. I think right yeah, now did you start like, it or were you one of them that started it or. Yeah. So I did start it. Uh, I was awesome. a of years ago. I was, um, I wanted to be in real estate and I didn't really know anybody. And so I wanted to start a group and I made a post in bigger pockets and next thing I know I was getting a lot of responses. <laughs> and so. I said, hey, let's go do a Denny's or IHOP or something. Yeah. Let's, let's meet up. And people came out and I, I felt very out of place because I didn't know it enough or much. Mm-hmm. And I was just taking notes and learning from people. And it kind of grew and got big. And now we meet every month. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. There, um, I was surprised when the engagement picked up so quick because we have we actually have a really active community, I'm sure, as you know, in Central Florida of real estate investors. And so when people were like, yes, let's have a, it was clear that there was not a medium like that in which to communicate and just like have an informal chat. So you really struck a nerve and it feels like, yeah, people really engage, which is neat. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love it because I've been to other, I guess, meetups and it's, 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 it's it feels very, you know, like, uh, like pitchy in a way and it's, you yeah, know, it's yeah. always a product at the end, but here ours, man, it's very just family oriented. There's no, there's no pitching. There's no buying. Mm-hmm. It's just sharing of information and it's all you know at no cost and so it's pretty awesome and i love it 
That's really awesome. Okay, so let's let's dig into your story a little bit and your background, uh, Bernardo. How, when um, when was that? As we're talking, you know, you you started getting um, involved. You're like, hey, let me plug into the community and see what um, you know others are doing around the area. When was that? Around around what time? Uh, and then what kind of first got you involved during that time? What what drew you to real estate? So um, this this happened around 2017. I think in the fall of 17. What drew me was. Um, so I graduated from UCF uh, for college, uh, fall 13, and I got my first job. And you know, I thought I had made it big. I was excited. I had a real, you know, nice paying job and not real like, job, money, real <laughs> yeah. job. I felt like a big boy. And <laughs> what I did was I went out and I bought a, a sports car. Man, I went out and bought a sports car, and I felt <laughs> pretty good. It was a yeah. Camaro V8 stick shift, nice. and I was on a high. Uh-huh. And um. About a year later, I got into a, a crash hmm. and the car was totaled, you know, and you know, I was very upset and I was angry. Like, why is this happening to me? I earned it. You know, I worked hard to get this Camaro and now sure. it's yeah. totaled. And it reminded me of in college, I had this idea of being in real estate. You know, I wanted to do it in college, hmm. but I never really did anything. I just kind of, I went in bigger pockets. I made an account and then that was it. It was it just sat there for a couple of years. And so after the accident, it kind of reminded me of my dream of being in real estate. And so that's mm. when I began to really become engaged and start making posts and talking to people. And I think that event really kind of opened my mind to what, you know, is out there for me. Cool. So that's how I got started. Cool. Awesome. So uh, as you look towards real estate, you start thinking, hey, this might be a viable option for me now that because <clears throat> did you did you quit your job? Did you lose your job at that time? I mean, what what, what situation were you in with your job? Yeah, no. So I still have my job. I so I okay. moved from from Orlando. I moved out to OKC for a couple of years. Okay. I worked for the Air Force uh, as an engineer, and then so I moved back to Florida uh, in March of seventeen. Okay. And so when okay. I moved back is when I really became plugged in to the area as far as bigger pockets and meetups and really just dove in um, head on straight. But so. still working a W two job. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Still awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yep. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So you were doing that and you started thinking, all right, well, real estate might be a viable option for me, um, on the side. And, uh, what, as you, you know, we all go through this process as we learn a lot of, I, I know my listeners are in this process right now, like, okay, maybe real estate, right? So they start Googling and they start uh, poking around. Maybe they find bigger pockets. They read rich dad, poor dad, and they start thinking through, all right, what does that mean for me? And then there's 110 different strategies of how to first get started. Um, and that can feel super overwhelming. Did you find yourself there too, Bernardo? And and how did you kind of hone in to say, well, here's where I'll concentrate. And where was that? Yeah, so I kind of knew, you know, from the start that I wanted to get into buying rentals, right? So I knew okay. I wanted to learn how to buy rentals and then scale up from there. So okay. I had to learn it though. So I took a year and just read books. Uh, podcast yep. and then after that year i just said you know what no more reading no more podcasts and just take that leap of faith and jump in there and so i did that about a year ago and now i'm excited to keep going awesome awesome so okay so about a year ago is when you did your first deal did i understand that right yes yes sir. okay about cool is ago. that the deal you're in right now no or did you so, already go uh, through that okay cool that's done. Yeah, it's a done deal. I closed on it last last May. Yeah. Very nice. And that last was a buy and hold? Yep. 
That was a buy and hold. Yeah, it was uh, a single family home. Uh, this was a three one single family in Palm Bay, Florida, about okay. an hour from, from Orlando. And so it's in a class C area. You know, it's pretty decent, pretty nice. And so I love it. Um, awesome. And yeah. Awesome. And did you go in with uh, no money down with a little bit or did you go in with your own cash? How'd you, how'd you fund that first deal? So, um, good question, man. So I started saving about a year prior okay. to that. And so, yep. you know, I would, I would save a lot of money for my W2 income. And then okay. about a year later, I just put in, I believe about 10% down on, on, on this bad boy. And okay. then I, I went, I went in and, and closed on it. So, yep. okay. Awesome. So did you, did you have to do any work to that one? No, it was moving ready. So I closed nice. on it. Um, okay. it. Took about two weeks. I just kind of did some, you know, small stuff, mow the grass, cut some trees down. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, a little cleaning here and there. But and then I had some money in there June first. So awesome! Yeah. That's great, man. Congrats. So let's let's move on to the one you're in right now. That's kind of what we want to talk about today. I know on this episode is the deal you're in. Um, and so let, let's start digging into it. How did you first? Let's talk about how you found it. What did you do to market to get to this property that you're in right now? Yeah. So so far, all my deals have been online on the MLS, and so okay. my wife actually found found it and, and cool. sent me a link and said, "Hey." Take a look at this guy. It looks, you know, pretty promising. And so when I saw it, I ran the numbers on it, and it looked really good. So I said, "Hey, mm. let's go out there and look at it." And so we jumped on it. Uh, it's in Tallahassee, Florida, so it's about four hours from where I'm at right now. And so we okay. drove up there and looked at it and put an offer on it right awesome. away. So awesome! I know things. Things, you know. Um, I mean we're in the midst of the COVID-19 stuff now. And so um, it's, everything's a little different, but before all that, things moved extremely quickly. I mean, kind of all over the most major uh, cities in the country, but really in Florida, things moved super fast. So did you just find that really fast and move really fast or did it sit for a while? Uh, how did you, it's tough to find deals, I guess is my point. It can be in central Florida because things move so quickly. Things get off the MLS so quickly. That's why people try off market. How'd you get to it in time to do the deal? a good question honestly yeah <laughs> i just, just like jumped on it, it. Happened, I, I, yeah. you know we, we saw it on uh i believe on a friday and i was there saturday morning to look at it you know i was calling the agent and calling my lender at the same time and so we just jumped on it um and yeah i was, I was surprised because even the agent was like i'm surprised this is still like here mm, like this yeah not this is not likely this never happens i'm like yeah. i know <laughs> when i'm here <laughs> yeah that, so that was kind of where up. my question stemmed from is like you ran the numbers and it looked really good and i was like man that's that's hard to find uh on the mls you know when numbers just look amazing and to go spring on it most of the time you have to go off market to find that so that's awesome um what about it was the right fit for for you and your wife and the portfolio you guys are building uh why that house in particular Okay, so uh, I have a single family right now, and I'm I'm okay. moving towards these small multi-families, right? That's okay. where I want to live, and so I wanted to get a duplex this year. My goal was to get a duplex um, by my time frame was May of this year, honestly. Okay. Um, and then so when we saw it and it was a duplex, I said, "Hey, this is it. You know, it it looks good. It's in good shape. Our numbers are good, and so um, it fit our criteria, and we just hopped on it and got it on a contract." And the criteria was: Did you want move in ready, or were you were you guys willing to do some work on it? Um, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted move in ready, or at least 
close to it, right? So okay. I could do some painting, some very light cosmetic stuff, but yeah, yeah I didn't want to do any major uh, rehab, you know, at the moment. Well, why why is that, uh, Bernardo? A lot of people they want to get in there, they want to do the work, and then that that can be if you're willing and able to put in the work, how you maximize your margins. Um, why why are you more like oh, now I want move in ready? Yeah, so the reason why is because you know cash for me is kind of light right now, and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for you to do a rehab, you know, yep. honestly, you need the cash, and totally. I'm just starting. This is my second deal, so I wanted to be able to get a few deals that are moving ready and kind of build that reserves and build that income and have enough cash to really do a rehab so where I'm not over leveraging myself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. First few deals. And so that's yeah, why. Absolutely. Um, so how did you fund this? Uh is it was it conventional loan? You kinda you mentioned ten percent down on the other deal. Did you have a private lender? How'd you get the funding? Yeah, so the funding, I, I tried doing the same thing I did on the first one. Okay. Uh, I said, hey, hey, because the one that I have now is a vacation home because it's about 60 miles away from my primary home. And so I said, hey, this one's far away too, so let me try to do the same strategy. And I called the lender. He said, oh, yeah, we could do 10% down easy. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. So we went ahead and I got the pre-approval and I was on my way. Um, and about couple of weeks in there, I found out, well, you really can't do that on a duplex because a duplex uh, yep. is an investment property. It's two units and the banks won't lend you um, a vacation you know, type loan on, on those properties. Interesting. And he didn't know. And so he, I was like full on in, you know, 10% wow. I'm ready to go. And he's like, hey, it's going to be 25% <laughs> now. And I'm like, <laughs> a little different. Like, yeah. what? That's a big difference from my budget. Mm-hmm. And so I was scrambling around, and it was, it was a roadblock. But I have to get around it somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what did you end up doing? Did you end up partnering? Did you end up going to get a private lender? How'd you how'd you do it? Yeah. So um, I had to. Well, first of all, I called a lot of banks. Like I cold called, man, twenty plus local banks all over the country to see if anybody um, would do the kind of the 10% down deal you were trying to or you know okay. 15 you know or yeah. even 20 yeah. right and so and this happened so i got this under contract early march and literally like the next week after or so it was covid-19 like it just mm. came at wow. and so it was just like oh man everything just kind of shut down and yep. all all the lenders kind of raised their you know criteria and everything and so um, I was strapped, um, but I was able to find a bank that would do 20%. Okay. And I started, I'll do that. Uh, I have a 401k at my current job and I have a 401k from my previous job. And so I was going to leverage those two, um, plans to be able to put down 20%. That, that's awesome, uh, Bernardo. That's that's uh, creative. I know that a lot of people don't know they can use um, tax sheltered accounts or you know retirement accounts. Um, tell tell me a little bit about that. How did you even know that was possible? And then how did you go about it? Yeah, so I have a few friends who who actually bought you know houses you know as primary homes, and they were able to use their four hundred one k accounts you know to be able to put down enough funds. And so I thought, hey, I could probably do the same thing for an investment home, you know? So I, I looked into it and I could, I was allowed to take a loan against it. And it was at, at a very, very cheap interest rate. And so that's how I knew about it. And I went ahead and I, I did that. Um, 
So explain it a little bit more. I just, I know I can imagine if I, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I can imagine as a listener who doesn't, who this is the first time they've even heard that, that would probably sound really attractive. Like, wait a second, I have a 401k. I can't get into real estate because I don't have any cash. What do you mean I can borrow against my 401k? Just explain it a little bit more. Yeah. So um, most plans will allow you to take uh, a loan against it, right? So they'll allow you to take uh, half of your Bested amount in the in the account, right? So, and do you go through a um, bank to do yeah. that? I guess, or how do you? No, it just goes straight to the four one k plan. Um, how do you call that? Like uh, the like a the provider of the, the plan, yeah, the holder right? of yeah. the plan. Yeah, okay. So you reach out to exactly, them and say, "Hey, right? I have this. I have this cash, and I want to put it down on the house." And then, is there a penalty to, for withdrawing that? So it's not a withdrawal, right? It's not a withdrawal, okay. and you don't have to tell them why you're paying you. It's a personal loan, um, interesting. And you just take it out. Um, there's no like credit score. There's nothing, you know. So you have five years, I believe, to pay it back at about a four percent interest rate, right? And it's a personal loan. And wow, that's no crazy, man. Have. And the interest rate and the interest on the money that um paying it back, it goes back into your account. So it's your money, right? So you're paying yourself in a way. And so, um, yeah, it's really awesome. Wait, so it's a free loan? 0% interest, essentially? It's not a free loan in the sense that you are paying interest on it at about 4%, but the interest um, funds are going back into your account. That makes sense. Wow. Okay, so yeah, I mean, yeah. you're paying you're paying it back to yourself. I mean, so yeah. in the end, in the end, once you pay it all back, no no money left to your account. Right. So in the end, after you pay it back, it's all it, it all it's goes all back, back into your it's account. All back there. Wow, interesting. All back, and if you if you want to put it out again, you can, right? And so hmm. I believe most plans will allow you to take up to two loans. Okay. Um, and it's about half of your vested amount. So if you have okay. 50K, that means you could take about 25K of the account. Okay. Interesting. Awesome. So that's kind of how you went about it and you were able to get the 20%, huh? Right. Yeah. I was able okay. to take that in that. And I had some funds saved from the cash flow from okay. my first property, right? So using that and using the 401k loan, I was able to combine them to get the, the uh, funds down on this deal. Awesome, man. That's a really creative way to solve the problem. That's, that's awesome. You got, you got to do that. Um, did you walk, did you work with anybody or, um, did you get kind of coached through that at all? Or did you just Google it and figure it out? Oh man, everything I've been doing so far is either <laughs> I Googled, I cold called, or I leveraged my meetup group, you know, that I have, yep, I ask questions, yep. you know, every day and not, you know, so like really just using those, uh, those resources, I'm able to figure out how to navigate, you know, like my deals and push through. So Awesome, man. So, so you're, um, you have closed in March, you said you closed on this multifamily. So, so I closed on the single family, um, last May and I'm closing okay. this on this duplex uh, in May. So in about two okay. from now. Great. Awesome. Okay. So what's the, what's the strategy with this? I'm guessing buy and hold as well. Yeah, this is going to be a buy and hold. They um, already have two tenants already, you know, there. So nice, um, nice. Uh, I'll be cash flowing from, you know, day one. And so I'm hoping to just um, get it going and, and, and kind of do a few repairs here and there, you know, over, over, the, over, the, over the year and, and go from there. And I think they'll be there for a long time. And so I think it'll be good. 
Really neat, man. Um, you had mentioned it's about four hours away from you. Um, how did, how are, is, was that a consideration at all? Was that something you were concerned about? I mean, how are you planning to manage the property from so, so far away? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about it because, you know, I, I live in Orlando and I have one that's about an hour away. And so I figured if I could, if I could do that one, that's an hour away. Yeah. I could do one that's four sure. hours away. Um, I do have a cousin that lives up there, you know, so I could leverage her, um, you know, if I needed to. But I'm I'm really just, you know, I like talking to people. So I, if I need something, I'll just call someone and, you know, I'm to go over there. And um, if I need to go over there, I can take a flight. Or just drive, you know, I don't mind it. I love driving too, so it's a win-win. Um, so nice. I'm excited, man. I'm ready to to to, to learn and, and leverage this deal and, and get, you know, a triplex or a quad, you know, um next year. So really neat, man. Awesome. Um so what is <clears throat> I know you said, you know, the strategy is buy and hold. Um and you you don't have to have an answer for this for sure. Um there an answer is I don't have an answer. Um, but do you have a did you do you have another exit strategy? Was there anything? Did you have a plan B if 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 holding this doesn't work? Did the numbers work to turn it and sell it if you needed to? Um yeah, so for this deal, if if it doesn't work, if I needed to another way out, I could definitely put it back on the market and sell it and, and I'll be able okay. to, to make, you know, very small profit. But I'm I'll I make a profit or at least break even, right? Great. So um, you did get it at a pretty good discount yeah. then. Oh yeah, for sure. Good. For sure. Nice. Very nice. Awesome. Um, and yeah, getting it at a discount and not having to put much work in, that's that's a rarity. Um, but that's that's neat that you found it. Um, no wonder you hopped yeah, in the car and drove four hours. You were like, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, I was excited. I was excited. You know, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of you know things happening along the way, but I was, I was very determined to, to get it. And so I was not going to give up on that one. Yeah. Ex- explain a little bit more, um, about some of those, those other things. Have there been any other kind of obstacles that presented themselves that, you know, um, could have really killed the deal and you had to get through or was funding kind of the main one? Oh, it's a lot of it's funding and a lot more. Um, All right. Let, let me I hear begin? it. So, <laughs> yes. So, um, Okay, so let me start. So we drove up, saw the property, um, and then we put an offer on it. Um, and then so I, I got back to Orlando, you know, I have an offer on it, and I'm going back and forth with the uh, with the sellers. Um, but my agent is not very responsive. I don't know. I just, I got a, a weird vibe from her. Okay. Um, but I was just so excited about the deal, so I just kept on, you know, like pushing forward. Um, and I'm guessing it wasn't the same agent you used for the, for the first one. No, it was a different agent. Okay. Okay. It was a different agent. And so I just didn't get a right vibe, but I I pushed through. Um, but there was another offer on the property, you know, I guess that was there before. Um, and they were considering mines also. Right. Um, and it turns out they, they um, chose the other offer and, and declined mines. Hmm. And so I was really bumped out. I was, I was you know, kind of down about it because I was super excited. I was on a high and I found out that it was, um, I didn't get picked. It was somebody else. I got chosen for the offer. And so um, it was a you know, tough week for me, but I said, okay, that's cool. You know, I'll just keep looking. And then about a week or so later, I found out that it went back on the market. 
And so I guess the other buyers financing um, fell through. Okay. And so I know at that point I jumped back on it, but then when I did that, I, I vetted, you know, another agent um, that was referred to me and it was a lot better. Like I it was, she was more responsive. I was getting, nice. you know, she was quick and, you know, and fast. And at that point I got, I got the, I got my offer accepted. And so, you know, it went from a, a high to a low and then I saw it back <laughs> on the market and I jumped on it. Um, and with the right agent, um, it went through. And so nice. that was the first obstacle. Uh, the second one is the fact that it's a duplex, but about a half, halfway through the process, I found out that it's not really a duplex per se. It's two townhomes that share a common wall per the county's um, website. Wow. And so I'm like, oh my God. So my lender was like, hey man, it's a duplex, but because <laughs> it has two tax codes, two tax bills, we can't give you one loan on two different parcels. Oof, it's not going to work. You, you would need to put down, you know, pretty much get two, two different loans, right? And right, I can't right. get two different loans on this. It's, it's, it's crazy. And so I was spinning my wheels, and I was, you know, calling people, trying to figure out, hey, who do I know that has done this before, that, that has done, you know, seen this before, this problem, and how do they get around it? And someone told me, hey, call the county and see if they will um, merge them into one parcel for the closing. And I said, huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that yeah, was possible. That, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, so I, I asked my agent. She was like, well, you could do that, but it's a lot of money. It's going to be expensive. And, and it would make the sellers kind of want to go away and not deal with that. It's a lot of money. And so, you know, I was like, oh, man, that's not going to work. And but after a couple of days, I'm like, you know what? How about I call the county and ask myself, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and see what happens. At, at the worst case scenario, I get, hey, it's going to be two grand, three, four, five. You know what I mean? So I'll just call and see what it is and just go from there. And when I called them, to my surprise, they informed me, oh, yeah, it's uh, quick and easy. It's free. Just have the sellers call <laughs> us and we'll get it done for you. I'm like, what? I was over here, you know, spinning my wheels, calling people. Wow. Second, it was going to be expensive, and, and they're telling me, oh, yeah, no, we do it all the time. Just have them call us. It takes about two weeks it's at no cost. And so I called my agent like, hey, did you know that this is – and she was shocked because in her mind it was going to be expensive, wow. and it was a long process, and really it wasn't. It was you know quick turnaround. And so because I called them myself, I got the information. And Wow. Um, yeah, man. So <laughs> it was a, it's a roller coaster, you know, but we're here now and I'm happy that it's about to close and, you know, I'm excited and going forward. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome, man. Um, the, <clears throat> that is a great example of, of verifying assumptions, right? I mean, we, as we learn, we get so wrapped up in, everybody has their own experience and everybody is going to say a negative thing about their experience. And then you'll find somebody else that will say a really positive thing about that same, um, same experience that uh, rezoning or, or merging two plots or whatever. Someone's going to be really negative about it. And you'll talk to another person who's like, no, it was super easy and free. And so to verify, you know, when you hear, when you hear um, an assumption that, uh, that hurts your deal or is a deal killer, um, that very well may be the truth, but to go verify it, cause you might find exactly what you found of like, Oh, they were just, uh, misinformed and this is really easy. So that's cool. That's a, that's a testament yeah, no, think, to just pushing through. Thing, 
Right. Yeah. No, I think the biggest thing I learned about this process, about this bill was, you know, always verify, you know, always call yep. it and yep. find out about it yourself because you never know, you know, what's going on and the, and the truth. Right. And it could be someone has a different, you know, opinion about it. And so, yeah, you're right. Just call it and, and trust, but verify, you know, always. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that, you know, uh, if we're all honest with ourselves, we can, because uh, a lot of times things like that can be deal killers. I mean, that for you would have been a deal killer. You wouldn't have gotten two loans. Um, you couldn't afford it, 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 it. You couldn't have afforded it and it wouldn't have been smart numbers wise. So you wouldn't have done that. It would have killed the deal. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, uh, we can not search for those things, but when they happen, kind of use it almost as a like, oh, well, I tried, like I'm out here grinding, um, but nothing's nothing's going for me. Um, one more roadblock, yet another no. Um, but to not not use those things kind of as an out for yourself, but to um, press into those and say, you know, no, do I really want to make this work? And if yes, let's let's try again. Um, instead of just using those kind of roadblocks as ways to be like, well, I guess th this one also didn't work. You know what I mean? Right. And and I think um, what I also learned was asking myself, you know, at every roadblock, well, how can I do this? Yeah. Why can't yeah. I do it? Right. And so when I ask those questions, man, my brain just goes racing to mm. find those answers. Just it's just it's crazy how, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, well, how about this? What about this? And it's just mm. like your brain wants to help you fix it. Just asking the right questions. Well, how can I do it? And once you start asking those questions, you'll be surprised how your brain just kind of think differently about certain things. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I think that hearing each one of those roadblocks and how you maneuvered around them and still made the deal uh, work or you're almost ready to close, um, that's a real testament to exactly what you said. Just uh, continue to ask the question, uh, how can I make it work? I, I think that's a natural transition here into my to my next question that uh, deviates from the, from the deal we've been talking about here. Um, you know, as you say, when I you know, I wake up and I'm thinking, Oh, what about this? And what about this? Well, you have to have those tools in your toolbox to even know to reach for them, right? You don't, you don't even know the questions to ask. You don't even know that, you know, if you wouldn't have learned, um, specific parts of, uh, Oh, I don't know. Uh, did you say you'd emerge the two plots of land? Is that what you had to do? They were two parcels. Yeah, it was two parcels and they merged it to okay. not show just one parcel, one okay. tax bill, you know. So to even know, like, I, I'm sure, you know, maybe somebody runs across this as they're just like living their life. But in general, um, you know, people don't, people aren't aware of, you know, jargon like that of like, okay, two parcels, what does that even mean? Okay, can I merge them together? You had to learn those things. You had to get involved in the real estate world um, in order to even know how can I solve this problem? So to that end, um, what have you done, Bernardo, that has been the most valuable thing for your real estate education? Is it um, just pressing into the community? Is it uh, taking the leap and actually doing the deal yourself? What, what have you found has been the most valuable thing for you um, as you've learned and gotten the, populated your toolbox with your tools? I think the most important thing that has helped me, to be honest with you, is getting involved getting involved, you know, in the community, right? Whether it be through different meetups, you know, mastermind groups, which I, I'm part of one also, um, because you don't know what you don't know and you can't do this by yourself. You know, I think in the beginning I thought, oh yeah, I can just read the books, the podcast and get the money and just do it on my own. But there's so much that I could not have done 
if I didn't have people that I could tap into and just ask, hey, right. um, I'm, I'm, I have this problem, I have this issue, what do you think about it, right? And just, even if they don't know the answers, but just hearing their perspectives on it, their opinions helps me out. So I think the biggest thing is the meetups and being involved. You know, I don't just go and just sit and be a part of it, but like really get involved in it, talk to people, be a part of it, you know, be active. And that that has a really high return on your on your education and for me, man, it's been priceless. It's been priceless. That's great, man. I think that's uh, probably what I hear most uh, when, I, when I ask that question. It's when I ask to all my guests and people just say, get involved, press in, surround yourself with people who are doing it, right? You're doing exactly what you want to do and, and learn from them. So that's cool. You've taken that same advice. Um, so you had also mentioned um, that, you know, I think you mentioned a triplex or a quad um, coming up that you're kind of uh, looking forward to. Let me ask you just kind of to put a date on it. One year from now, um, where do you want to be? Do you want to be um, still just kind of cash flowing from these two deals and casually looking for a third? Do you want to have already had a third or fourth deal done? What What does the future, the next at least year look like for you in your real estate journey? So I think the next year for me is to be able to you know, get this property, you know, like going and making mm-hmm. sure that I have enough reserves um, for the duplex and my single family. Um, and then at that point, I'll be able to start branching out and looking at other deals because, you know, one thing I've learned from this whole pandemic thing is that a lot of people just think about offense. Hey, I want to buy deals. Hey, I want to go get a duplex, a triplex, a quad. Mm. And that's exciting stuff. It's fun. But you don't think about the defense or, Hey, you know, I need to make sure I have enough reserves in case this happens. COVID-19 happens, we, which nobody saw, you know, coming and I need to replace the AC or the roof, whatever it may be. So I think I've been so much offense driven, you know, since I started, I didn't really think about defense as much. And so I think this next year I want to be able to make sure I have enough reserves, think about my defenses and then be able to go out and get another property after I have those, reserves kind of set, you know, for me. So, yeah. I love that, Bernardo. I love that uh, everybody wants to play offense, but sometimes you at least need to play defense for a while to get ready um, in case something happens. It's a, it's a really great point, a cool uh, way to look at it. Um, let me also ask you, so you haven't been at it for crazy long, um, but you know, you've learned a lot along the way. You've already done two deals. You've obviously been very in touch with a lot of people and um, I'm sure just, yeah, learned a lot along the way. So, so what would you be, what would you go back if you could go back to the version of yourself that knew nothing that was just like, Hey, you know, I just, um, I just wrecked my car. I'm in, I, I'm starting to think through, uh, what's next for me. Real estate sounds like it makes sense. That version of yourself. And you could tell that version of Bernardo, Hey, he, here's the one thing you need to know that will save you the most trouble as you kind of kick off your real estate journey. Um, what would that, what would that one thing be? Oh man, I just love that question. Um, I could go back in time, turn that clock, and talk to that person, that Bernardo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would tell him to pay yourself first, in a sense that mm. you know I've been I've been working you know since I was fifteen, and, you know at Arby's at other you know like side gigs, and didn't really I didn't save any of it, right? Yeah. It was it always burned in my pocket, right? So I was tell my, I would tell myself, you know. When you get pay, paid, pay yourself first. That's first and most important. Pay yourself first and then worry about everything else. And I think mm. that concept of paying yourself is so key um, in my success in real estate you know, thus far. Um, 
and it has helped me so much that if I knew that little piece of advice in the beginning, yeah, I would yeah. be way ahead, of, way ahead right now, right? Because well, I'm always working for, you know, bills, going out, friends, dinners, and all this stuff, but I never think about, you know, paying myself to be able to do something great in my life, right? And that's very important, sure. so... For sure. I love that. Yeah. I think that that's really, really wise and something that, I, man, I think that that's something that um, even if, even if you, you didn't, I think that a lot of people do kind of grasp that concept at least of like, oh yeah, of course I'm supposed to save. Um, but they don't, right. They just, even if, even if you kind of understand that concept or you've been told that before, um, you just don't, it's hard to, when you get paid and especially when you're younger to remember that, be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm actually supposed to pay myself first. Um, but you know, it, Hopefully people uh, do listen to that. If they hear kind of your story and hear that, um, hey, you know, he's been so resourceful. He's figured out a way to make it work. If you would have had more resources earlier on, um, maybe you could have gotten started earlier or whatever. Um, and so I think that that's really good advice for people listening. Um, yeah. And it, it sounds, you know, it sounds very simple. It's easy to say, you know, just sure, go first. Sure. But in reality, it's a hard thing to do, right? Because, you know, you're paying yourself, but, you know, people want to, especially people our age and younger, they want to spend sure. the money, right? And mm -hmm. that's not really how you how you go about it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, well, awesome. Bernardo, if people um, kind of heard this episode and resonated with what you had to say or wanted to reach out and ask questions, how can they get a hold of you, man? Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to find me, uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be my first name. It's Bernardo REI on Instagram. So you can go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you back. And Great. Uh, if you're in Orlando, I, I run I run a meetup that's once a month here in Winter Park. Um, just let me know. You could come anytime. Open to everybody. It's a good atmosphere. So I'd love to have you there. Um, but yeah, it's Bernardo underscore REI on Instagram. Awesome. And how do they find the meetup if they are in the Central Florida area and want to plug in? Uh, yeah, if you are in the area, you can... Find me on Instagram and, and DM me. Or so just reach out to you directly? Pocket. Okay, reach out to you directly. Yeah, just great. I'm trying Perfect. to directly and I'll send you the information. Okay, awesome. Perfect. That's great. Um, man, I really appreciate your time tonight. That was really, really valuable. I mean, I'm looking at my notes here and there's just several nuggets that um, I could pull out and on their own could really just live on their own. It's just really, really valuable advice. But um, you brought it all together in a way that made a lot of sense and was really digestible for people. So thanks for taking the time and walking through that, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was awesome. A lot of good value there. And, you know, I enjoy talking to you about this topic. And again, I'm very, you know, passionate about this, about this topic, about real estate. And so yeah. it gets me kind of riled up. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, Bernardo. All right. You have a great rest of your night, man. Thanks. You too, man. See you. All right. Bye-bye. If you guys enjoy the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. That actually helps a lot to get the podcast out there as people are looking for helpful real estate investing resources online. You can also like our Facebook page to keep up to date with new episodes as they publish. And don't forget to subscribe through whatever podcast player that you use. If you have questions about a specific topic that we covered, or if you have a suggestion about another area that you'd like to see me dig into, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out. I'd love to get in touch. You can email me at brandon at realestatefortherestofus.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. One show at a time, we'll work to make real estate investing accessible for the rest of us.